and we're back. How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to Hawk Sense. I am your host, Alex Nicolau, and in this week's podcast, we are finally reviewing Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Now, this podcast is going to be 100% not spoiler-free. We will be covering all the spoilers in Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, so if you are someone who has not seen the movie yet, what are you doing? Go watch the movie, then come back here. But yeah, I know we usually do half of the podcast be spoiler-free and the second half of the podcast be spoilers, but I, I'm what I've realized is I reiterate a lot what I say in the spoiler-free section in the spoiler section just with the spoilers. So I'm going to be doing something a little bit different if you check it out right here. See that? It's a good TikTok right there. That is my initial reaction after I got out of the theater. Of Across the Spider-Verse. So if you want to hear my spoiler-free initial thoughts after I see a movie, you could go to my TikTok, follow me at Alex Hawksense, and then you will be able to get my initial first reactions, no spoiler, right after you see the movie. Good two, three minutes long of it. That's usually how long the, the, the segments for the spoiler-free section are in my podcast. So I thought, why not do that instead of just putting a spoiler-free section in my actual podcast? One, all I do is reiterate what I say in the spoiler section, right? So, I mean, let's get right into it, guys. I mean, you see we're all decked out in Spider-Verse gear. We got the Spider-Verse Burger King crown. Shout out my mom. She got that. We got some of the figures in the background. If you guys see these furry little people in the back, those are my dogs. They're just chilling with me today. Um, We have some great Funko Pops here. We have a Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Miles Morales in his jacket, shorts, and Jordan's look. Top five looks for a Spider-Man, honestly. Now, I got this figure really late, right? This figure was sold out everywhere, but I found it at FYE, which we'll talk about FYE in a second here. Oh, my God. Uh, and the only reason nobody bought it, and it was on clearance for like, 12, like 10, 10, 12 bucks, was because it was ripped in the back. And I'm, 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 I'm like, with Funko Pops, I'm not too, like, insane when it comes to like the box being nice i mean obviously i'll take a better box than a broken box but for figures that i know i'm never gonna sell like these little creases like this box indent over here like i have it in a case but just don't matter to me because i'm never gonna sell this figure and the figure's nuts i love this figure then right here we have the common miles morales from across the spider-verse cool suit uh i think the suit the only flaw in this suit i think is that like the armor plate that he has right there? I don't even know what, what what you would call that. Then we got a regular Spider-Man 2099. I'm not a huge fan of the Funko 2099 that they released for Across the Spider-Verse. It just looks too, too much for me. Spider-Man India, which is a fantastic figure. Let me grab this one for you guys to see. So this one is different from the common because you can see here they have the cell shading design in the clothes rather than just being plain. Uh, I love this figure. I think it's fantastic. I went to FYE thinking that, dude, there is no way I'm going to find this figure. It's probably all sold out. Their second wall, from top to bottom, three pops deep, entire shelf filled with these FYE exclusive Spider-Man Indias. So if you want this figure and you loved Pav in this movie, go to FYE and get that figure. And online, they're $10. Like, what? And then here we have the... Kind of a spoiler right here, obviously. A PS4 Spider-Man, because he was in that movie, guys. And then we have, for fun, Bombastic Bagman. Uh, I show a lot of my figures. If you guys want me to do a collection tour, 
I would love to do that. We'll do it on TikTok. So my next TikTok I post, drop a comment. If you guys want to see a collection tour, I will 100% show you guys my entire collection. And we also have some Spider-Man PS2. PS2. We have some Spider-Man PS5. Spider-Man 2 PS5 news. So many numbers and letters. It's uh, some news that we're going to talk about after that. After we do this review here. But, I mean, let's get it started, everybody. So, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is finally here. And it is finally the most beautiful piece of animation we have been waiting for. Goes further and beyond than the first movie did. Like, we are no strangers to the fact that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse has changed the animation game for everybody. I talk about this in my spoiler-free. But, you know, uh, the new TMNT movie... It is heavily inspired, the animation, by Into the Spider-Verse. The DreamWorks has been up in their game. You see, Puss in Boots has been a lot more artistic than it has been in the past. And even Disney has a new movie called Wish. And it is very much kind of like the the uh, the Spider-Verse kind of design. And it's crazy to me to think that Spider-Man, the greatest superhero of all time, let's be honest here, also runs the animation game. Because of my boy Miles Morales here. I mean, but let's get into it, everybody. So Miles Morales is back after a five-year hiatus for us. But in his universe, it's only been a year and a half since the Collider incident and since he has become Brooklyn's one and only Spider-Man. Uh, we see him fight a new foe he calls or he calls himself the Spot. Now, I think a lot of us were worried on what type of villain the Spot was going to be and how he would fit in with this multiverse story. They did a fantastic job of it, relating it all the way back to the first movie. I thought this was going to be a completely new type of movie, not uh, you know talking about the events of the past movie just for a brief little moment, but the Collider, the Bagel, Alchemex, all of that is back in this movie because of the Spot. So the spot was created when the Collider blew up, when Miles Morales blew up the Collider after his big fight with Kingpin, after sending everybody home. So he was still in the room, and I guess the Collider shot him or something, turned his skin pure white, and left holes in his body that these holes he could pick up, throw, shoot, whatever, and he could put his hand through it, and he can steal stuff, he can go through different areas, and then he figured out that he can also go through different dimensions. So his goal is to go to every other Spider-Verse that has an Alchemex, has a Collider, fill himself up with all of that juice, and then become this huge, what we see in the end, this dark black spot with these white spots on him now. So he has pure multiversal material, basically. So after he gets a visit from Gwen, right, he realizes that he is not the only anomaly, the spot, but he realized that that he's kind of an anomaly because he was created by the spot. The spot actually created the spider that bit Miles. But after Gwen visited, I mean, there, there was a lot going on there with Gwen, I think. We'll talk about Gwen separately, but I want to get through, like, the actual meat of the story first. But after Ven, uh, Ven, after Gwen visits him, he kind of follows her because she's on a mission and whatnot in his universe. He's, she, he finds out that he's not just visiting him. And he realizes that the spot is an anomaly. And in the Spider-Verse, and he figures that since he kind of created him, that he should be the one to stop him. And yeah, he should. That's that's Spider-Man 101. Andrew Garfield's the amazing Spider-Man. He helped Doc Connors create the lizard. Right? So the lizard is basically his fault. He says, and when Gwen asks him, are you sure you're the one who needs to do this? 
He says, yes, because I created him. And he does. Spider-Man, PlayStation, the first game. He is he is working for Otto Octavius with no money. This kid's broke, gets evicted from his apartment, has to sleep in a homeless shelter. All because he thinks that Dr. Octavius is going to break have a huge breakthrough in um what are they called? Prosthetic genetics, right? Is that what it's called? Right? He turns out to be Doc Ock. He destroys the arms, he destroys the tech, and throws his mentor and best friend inside of prison. It's a Spider-Man thing to do. He would not... He should. He should feel like he should help out. Right? And when he does, everybody scolds him for it. Because he is an original anomaly. So, when we find out he is an anomaly, Miguel obviously tells him. Um, we'll talk about all the cameos and stuff like that again later on. I just want to get through the story, like I said. So, I mean, when he finds out he is an anomaly, and the reason that he can't help is because... He is kind of the reason why the spot exists and they don't want anything to happen in between. And then he finds out in Mumbatan that there are things called canon events. We find this out, which I think is awesome because we don't really see fictional characters talking about canon before. There's never like someone asking, is this canon? Like, is this supposed to happen? So it's kind of funny to see that. So when they're in Mumbatan, uh, Gwen gets an alert on her spider watch that, uh, their canon event is coming up. And that canon event is the captain or inspector in uh, Spider-Man India's universe dying from trying to save a child. And that is supposedly supposed to affect this new Spider-Man. Because Pav has only been Spider-Man for like six months, right? It's supposed to affect this new Spider-Man and have him become a better Spider-Man because of that situation. But then Miles saves the inspector. And the canon event is disrupted, and this huge black hole slash wormhole digs up from the ground and is sucking the universe from inside. And then Jessica Drew shows up with a bunch of different spider people to try to contain the wormhole, and then they are all sent back to Spider Society, including Miles, where he's given a day pass, which is meant for children like May Day that we see, and uh, the, the, the story is fantastic. Obviously, we meet Hobie during the Moonbatten scene, and we'll talk about the characters individually later because I have so much to say about them. Uh, but when we find out what canon event means, it, it's it's fantastic. So canon event is literally everything. Anything and everything that happens to make Spider-Man a better person or worse person doesn't matter. So basically what they're saying is that every single piece of Spider-Man media, doesn't matter if it's games, shows, comics, movies, you name it. Every single piece of Spider-Man media is a part of this worldwide multiverse and Spider-Verse. So basically, you could say that about every single Marvel uh, property, right? The Avengers game? Dang, I hope not. I would hate to visit that universe. <laughs> that Spider-Man sucks. <laughs> Am I the only one? No. You know who got it bad? John ordered... A collector's edition steel book case for the Avengers game, and I was roasting him so hard when we were at his house. Oh my god, that's funny. I only paid for the deluxe edition, right? The 80 buck deluxe edition. That's a lot of money, right? He paid for a steel book case. <laughs> Hate to visit that. Anyway, um, so it, it's it's awesome because we see so many things. We see the original Amazing Spider-Man comic where captain george stacy dies he goes asm blah, 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 blah. and it's literally the first ever amazing spider-man comic where george stacy dies 
fantastic. Then Miles figures out that his father is becoming captain in a few days. And their their goal was to try to contain him so that he wouldn't go back to his universe and save his father. Which, like, come on. He says, you cannot ask me to save my father. You can't. He's Spider-Man. He's the only one with a dad and a mom. All the rest, Peter Parkers and maybe even Miguel O'Hara's are dead. No one else has parents. Let the kid have his parents, for Christ's sake. So, he goes on this huge chase in Spider Society where we see tens and thousands of different spider people. I think the developers, developers, the, the animators said that they created like over 280 unique spider people. So people that aren't even, don't even exist in the Spider-Verse, which is fantastic. And then we see a bunch of different, you know, uh, reused stuff like regular Spider-Man. Maybe there's, there, uh... Their webbing is a little bit more tight. Maybe their webbing is a little bit more loose. Maybe they have a big spider. Maybe they have small eyes. You know, just different variations of Spider-Man. And it was, it's fantastic. You know, and uh, we do get to see some cool cameos in this. And we do see, you know, Spider-Man PS4 in the uh, the unwanted villain section, right? Like, displaced villain section or whatever. Uh, we do see the spectacular Spider-Man a few times. Fantastic performance by Josh Keaton, even though he had, like, four lines. He always kills it. He always kills it. Yuri Lowenthal's was good. I wanted more of him, but it's okay. He goes, uh, he goes we even found this uh, video game Spider-Man, right? And he goes, what? You, you talking to me? Because I mean, obviously he probably doesn't know he's in a video game, whatever. Uh, but fantastic. And we got a lot of news to talk about after this. Let's let's speed the... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so after he's getting uh, chased, he stops on this train that's apparently headed to the moon. He leads almost every single spider person from Spider Society away from the go-home machine and the facility, right? So he, after shocking Miguel, he says, what does he say? He goes, everybody keeps telling me how my story should go. Nah, I'm going to do my own thing. Miles Morales is Spider-Man. Oh my God. I'm sorry, I'm being very loud. What a fantastic moment. You see my dog's foot? Jesus Christ. Uh, what a fantastic moment in this movie. Like, come on. And then he jumps out, turns invisible, gets lost, enters the go-home machine, and he has a little bit of trouble. Spider-Bite is like, what? what's going on here? But then Spider-Bite, underrated kind of. You know, you know what? Spider-Bite was very, very odd in this movie because she got a lot of merch, she got. She even got a Funko Pop. To get a Funko Pop, you got to be like an integral character of the story. You got to at least have more than ten lines, huh? And like Peter B. Parker didn't even get a Funko Pop, did he not? You know he didn't. Cause you know why? Because Peter B. Parker sucked in this movie, and he's not that good of a Spider Man. We'll talk about that later too. Um, but she was kind of underwhelming. I thought there was gonna be more of her, and her design was a lot different than what. What we saw in the movie, right, for her Funko Pop. I know sometimes Funko Pops go on concept art, but I feel like the majority that I, you know, I only have two across the Spider-Verse one, but I feel like the majority were very, uh, you know, similar to what they looked on, on screen. But um, <clears throat> Spider-Bite lets him go, and he gets sent back to this universe. Universe 42 instead of his actual universe, because that's what the go-home machine kind of, it goes on kind of like your blood, right? whatever and his blood is filled with venom from the spider-man or the the spider 42 that was from the different universe right 
So he gets sent back to this universe where he meets his mom that doesn't know who Spider-Man is, right? So he's like, what's going on here, right? And then I think that one of the first things we noticed was when he put on his jacket and his hoodie. His hoodie was red, right? And his jacket was black. We put on, it was his uh, jacket was kind of like a dark, dark green. And his hoodie was purple. So I think that kind of like led us to like, hey, bro, you are not in the right universe, bro. That's Prowler colors. That is Prowler colors. So uh, then we see that Jeff Morales is dead. Listen, I do not know why they changed Jeff's last name from Davis to Morales. Because I thought the story of that was kind of nice. But we'll have to we'll have to talk about that in a little bit. Well, I mean, we can talk about that now. I know I'm trying to, I'm off topic here. Just a lot of thoughts going into my head right now. But, so, in the comics, Miles' mother is named Rio Morales. That's, his, that's her last name, right? His dad is named Jefferson Davis. Not Jefferson Morales at all. So, I don't know if this, and if this universe he is Morales or he took his wife's name, which is uncommon, but, I mean, it's possible. Because in the comics, the reason that Miles Morales is not Miles Davis, which is a artist, is because... <laughs> Is because uh, Jefferson Davis has enemies because of when he used to be uh, kind of a criminal with his brother, Aaron Davis, the Prowler. So he didn't want his kid tied to his last name, and so he took his uh, mom's name. Good reasoning. I thought that was fantastic, and I, I like that story. But some maybe it's just because it's a different universe, it's different Miles Morales than the one we see in the comics, Ultimate Comics. But you know, whatever. Um, where <clears throat> are we? So he walks out, and he, he notices a bunch of things different. He notices that his mom's asking about his hair. His hair's been the same. Well, why is she asking about my hair? Why does she not know who Spider-Man is? Why are my clothes different? What's what's wrong with this universe? And then a door opens, and then his uncle Aaron walks in the door, talking to him about some kind of plan. And he's like, uh, yeah, yeah, let, let, let's talk about it. And he goes, why'd you take your braids out? And I'm like, oh, they were uh, so, still getting used to them, whatever. So they walk upstairs, and he starts glitching, and then he tr finally realizes that he is in the wrong universe. So he, he goes up, talks to Aaron, and then realizes that Aaron is putting on a Prowler glove. And then a Prowler from the distance hops and knocks him out. He gets tied to a punching bag. Like he tied Peter up to a punching bag in Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. And the, and the Prowler takes off his mask and reveals himself to be Miles Morales. That was supposed to become Spider-Man if he, Spider-Man Miles Morales, wasn't supposed to get bit by the uh, multiversal spider. A lot to think about. A lot to talk about insane right and 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 i don't even know what to say like i i just kind of went through the entire story so basically um <clears throat> uh, it, it, it it's a fantastic story i think it did a great job breaking down everything that we all had questions for very informative very easy to follow very quick my thoughts are just magnificent like, they made a great Spider-Verse story, and, I mean, there, there's a bunch of good ones online. You can read Spider-Geddon, you can read Spider-Verse, whatever. But this one stands out the most, because of the animation style, just everything, all the characters. We'll break it all down now. So, first off, with the acting. Uh, voice acting, fantastic. I think Shamik Moore, like I, I said in my spoiler-free TikTok, I think Shamik Moore does a fantastic job as Miles Morales. Truly creates his own spider-man without mimicking anything that the peter parkers have done in the past he is spider-man on his own right um i mean i think one person that stood out the most kind of was Haley steinfeld's gwen stacy in this i feel like in the beginning we had this huge segment with her 
you know, and how her story with her dad came to be and uh, how she got into the Spider Society. Although I think a lot of us thought maybe it was a little long. Also, I'll talk about why maybe I thought it was a little bit long after this. I think it could have been shortened to like maybe 10 minutes, maybe a little bit less. Um, but I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I didn't mind it, but it I think it could have been short. But I think the reason why I think that is because I don't know if anybody else was experiencing audio difficulties. I feel like when we were in Gwen's universe, for whatever reason, the music was just so loud over the voice acting. And I just couldn't, I could barely make out what these people were saying. Right, and some of them were difficult to understand. Like Hobie, like he, the way he talked was so like, ar, 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 like very, very Manchester, right? Uh, so it was difficult to listen because of the audio mixing. And I realized I, I looked up on Twitter, and I saw that a lot of people are experiencing bad audio in the movie. So I'm like, okay, it's not just me, or it's not just the movie. It's just a problem with the audio. So fortunately for us, when this movie comes out, I mean, when this podcast comes out, which is Friday, June 9th, you will be able to go see the Spider-Verse and a new edition with better audio mixing will be out. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, we, we got this huge, great segment with Gwen Stacy and I think I kind of stood out because it, it made it more than just Miles' story. It was kind of Gwen's story too. And I mean, I think it was fantastic. I mean, Miguel O'Hara, uh, Oscar Isaac, fantastic voice acting. Um, I want more. I want more. That's that's all I, That's all I can say, right? Uh, Jake Johnson as Peter B. Parker, very underwhelming. I, th I don't know if I talked about this with you guys before. I don't love Peter B. Parker. I People are comparing him to like Yuri Lowenthal's Spider-Man and saying that he's as good as Yuri Lowenthal's Spider-Man. This guy is as good as the... I don't even know what to say. He's, he's not a good Spider-Man. He's not a good Spider-Man. He's not at all. Jake Johnson is a great voice actor, right? And I think he could play a great Spider-Man. But Peter B. Parker himself is just not a good Spider-Man. He's not. I mean, he's he's a he's an enjoyable character. He's an entertaining character. But when it comes to people talking that he's the best Spider-Man, you are crazy. No, he is not. Not even top three. Not top five. Not even top ten. Crazy. Um, the animation style. I mean, they stepped it up even further in this movie. I know in the last movie... All the Spider-Men had a different animation style, right? But in this movie, it's not just the Spider-Men. We get to go see their universes, right? So obviously, Peter B's and Miles' is very similar kind of looking, so they look kind of the same. And, you know, Mary Jane and Mayday kind of look dissimilar in um, his his respected universe. But, I mean, we see Gwen. You know, her universe, they said, kind of changes like a mood ring. So the mood that people are feeling, the colors kind of change in the atmosphere. So people know people's feelings kind of like that, which I like. I really like that. Uh, I really like her design of her universe. Um, Mumbatton was probably my favorite. I mean, I think one thing that we saw in one of the, like, teasers was that Miles' kind of Miles design kind of changed in Mumbatton, right? To a more, like, his universe type. But no, he, he kind of stayed the same as his universe was. And then uh, Hobie Brown came in from his universe. And they all look different in a different universe. So on top of the characters all looking different and having their own animation styles. Oh, hey, Hazel. Good dog. She's a good dog. And nope, Shogun's right behind her. Sisters, man. Um, they all had their respected designs in different universes. Like Hobie still had this like cutout magazine type of style. And it was fantastic, right? Um, who else? I mean, 
the, the, the animation, like, obviously, like, it just stepped up even further. I don't know how it could, but it did, and it was fantastic. I mean, um, I mean, I don't, like, I, I think the one thing we're talking about is some of my gripes. Um, there's not many, but I think the one comes down to, uh, unfortunately, I just didn't like the way it ended. Sorry. Let me grab a swig here for my Across the Spider-Verse. Vitamin Shop exclusive G Fuel cup. You had to spend 40 or more on G Fuel items to get this free cup. Luckily for me, my Vitamin Shop, almost everything was on sale. So I got like a tub of G Fuel, a bunch of drinks, and this free cup in the mail that said 10 to 14 business days, but came in three days. Am I just a walking ad for Spider-Man? Everything I say or do revolves... Like, like guys, look. Burger King crown. This. I mean, my desk, I have... I don't know if you guys seen this. I have a Blacklight Spider-Man poster. That's Tobey Maguire from Spider-Man 1. That's a, like, a... Like an actual figure from the original Spider-Man 1. And I have, like... I mean, you see my posters. My, there's a Venom one back there. You see that Spider-Man lunchbox. You see Spider-Man back there. I mean, am I just a walking ad? Was that what I was put on this earth to do? Is be a walking ad for Spider-Man? Look at my pencil cup. Not only is it Spider-Man, I have a Spider-Man pen in it. Anyway, let's talk about some of the universes. That we saw uh, after I just told you guys we were talking about the gripes. I'm sorry. I am so like, there's so many thoughts going through my brain. Let's talk about some of the universes that we saw. So, I mean, I think the most notable one was the Lego Lego universe that we saw very early on in the film. Um, <clears throat> that 14 year old kid, I don't, I, I don't know if everybody knows this yet, but there was a 14 year old kid who made a Spider-Verse remake trailer from Legos was hired by Sony and the directors to animate that Lego section in the movie. How fantastic is that? And he did a fantastic job. That kid has such a bright future when it comes to when it comes to Lego animation. He's he's gonna be a millionaire in no time for sure. Um, then I mean that's when when Spot's kind of looking through these, all these universes that he goes to. Uh, you know he looks to the Lego universe and then he looks to Mrs. Chen from Venom. Right? And she's kind of like, oh, what do you want? I mean, that's that's a cool little detail. I mean, obviously, that's a part of a Spider-Verse now, right? Or just a multiverse, because he's not like a Spider-Man. But anyway, um, what, what other universes we do we go to? Mumbatton uh, was beautiful. We don't really see much of Spider-Man UKs, or UK, uh, Spider-Punks, Hobby Browns, um, Gwen's. Uh, Nueva New York, Nueva, Nueva York from nine to eight. We see obviously that's Inspire Society, uh, not too different. Um, then we see the other Spider Verse uh, where the Miles Morales becomes the Prowler. Um, that's all the universes. I mean, I think they still did a fantastic job. Uh, so let's talk about some of the cameos and people that were in this movie. Obviously, we talked about the PlayStation Spider Man, great cameo. Love to see that. Um, Josh Keaton's Spectacular Spider-Man. Great. Um, we also got a bunch of different cameos from voice acting. From, like, there was a there's a room where 
the Spider-Men are training to fight different villains, and then Doc Ock pops up, and it goes, Hello, Peter, and it's Alfred Molina. We see... Oh, how did I forget this? Freaking MCU! Aaron Davis from Spider-Man Homecoming as the Prowler. We already know it's not Sony's universe, because Sony's planning on doing this stupid hypno-hustler movie. And I'm so glad that we're getting uh, almost a cancellation on El Muerto. Thank God. Please, stop. Stop trying, Sony, to make these villains that no no casual audience members have heard of into movies. Morbius had so much potential, but look, look how that turned out. Hypno-Hustler and El Muerto. Luchador and uh, the guy who's stuck in the 70s. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm frustrated. I am... It's so funny because we love... What the studios do with Spider-Man, but we also hate it. Like we we like there's like we have such a love-hate relationship when it comes to Spider-Man and studios. It's kind of crazy. I mean, cause like over the years, Sony has brought us Sony and Marvel have brought us what I deem to be a top three trilogy in the MCU, right? Fantastic performances by all the characters, and then we get this huge huge special of No Way Home where we get a bunch of the old villains that we loved and the old Spider-Man that we absolutely adore in this one big movie. Then we get Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and Morbius. We get Spider-Man 2 for the PS5. Then they announce El Muerto. We get Spider-Verse, and then they do Hypno-Hustler. Spider-Man Freshman Year looks terrible, in my opinion. I don't think... I, th I think it should be canceled. We'll talk... I mean... We're, 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 we're getting too much Spider-Man territory. Let's talk about Spider-Verse and Spider-Man 2. And we'll, we'll be done for today. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, let's talk about some of my gripes now. So I just didn't like how it ended. I mean, I, I think for it to be considered a cliffhanger, it should have ended after the Prowler took off his mask and said, I'm Miles Morales, but you can call me the Prowler. And then after it zoomed in on R. Miles' face, it should have just cut to be continued that's a cliffhanger what they did after we we got a huge screen with all the you know uh the old spider people that we saw in into the spider verse including spider-man noir spider ham penny parker uh gwen and peter and then we got hobie brown and spider-man india spider bite you know they're all there right um that was fantastic i mean it, it's fantastic um i you know what i realized i'm jumping back and forth back and forth i still haven't talked about all the cameos that were in this movie well, let's get finished with my gripes, and then we'll talk about some of the other ones and the other characters in this game, in the movie. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, it just ended like you want in, and then they kind of jump into the portal, and then it ends. In my opinion, if that were to happen, if that, if that were to happen, it did happen, if that was going to happen, it should have been like a TV show. That's like a TV show ending, where you go to the next episode, right? That's not a movie ending, where you go... And next year and see the movie, you know? So, I mean, maybe I'm just hating, but I just kind of felt a little bit unsatisfied with the ending. That's my only grab about the movie, but it doesn't really change much because it's still a 10 out of 10. But other characters we see in this game uh, movie, I keep saying game because I want to get onto Spider-Man too because we have so much exciting news for that, guys. But uh, other people we see in this movie, <clears throat> we obviously see Spectacular Spider-Man has a pretty good cameo where he actually talks about 
uh, Toby, oh, Toby McGuire. It actually talks about, you know, um, sacrifice and why it's so important that canon events actually happen to Spider-Man. We also get, um, a, uh, like a reshot, obviously, from Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man movie where he's laying down next to the captain after he's dying. We get some shots of Uncle Ben and Peter Parker and from Spider-Man 1 with Tobey Maguire. And then when they talk, when Mar Miguel is talking about good and bad canon events, he goes, some bad. And it shows a little spider web of all the events that Peter has had the symbiote. And then one of those events is actually Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker ripping off the symbiote. Um, we get a lot of references from every single Spider-Man. I mean, in the beginning, we get the, don't even get me started on that little nerd from uh, Doctor Strange and that little nerd from Earth 199999. Um, listen, if Miguel O'Hara says that MCU is Earth 199999 or whatever, then it is not Earth 616. I think Kevin Feige has to just stop saying it's 616. They're trying to sell this Avengers 616 main main storyline way too much. I think they should leave it at 1999999999. So many nines and I I don't think I had enough there. Um so I I think you should leave it. I really think she should leave it. Um So yeah, we get all those different cameos. We know we have a great um Spider-Man like Spider-Man India. I really loved his performance. I'm going to say his name right right now. Pavitcher Prabharkar. Prabharkar. Pravitcher Prabharkar. There we go. Great performance. I loved his character so much. Definitely one of my favorite Spider-Man in this movie for sure. Then we get Hobie Brown. Oh my god. Daniel Kaluuya. Great performance by him for sure. I really loved his character. Uh, definitely one of the most unique characters in this movie for sure. Um, what I loved most about him was that even though we thought that he might have been, uh, you know, hooking up with Gwen or whatnot, it really didn't seem like that. The way Gwen maybe had been talking about Miles to him, right? And I think the only reason why maybe she was spending the night in his universe is because maybe she was a drummer in his band. That's that's what that's what I think. That's what I think. I don't think they were doing nothing. I don't think they were together at all. I do think that um, maybe she was just very comforting. Or he was very comforting to her because they were in a band. He, she was the drummer, whatnot, you know. But uh, who else we got to talk about? Um, I mean, his, his relationship with Miles was fantastic. I loved the way he was, like, uh, just, like, in support of Miles and how much he loved Miles. I mean, come on. Miles is that guy. He is that guy. It was fantastic. Um, I mean, the ending... I mean, overall, guys, I mean, the ending was, it was all right. I mean, I'm griping about it because I want it to be more. I want more. I want more right now. Matt, poor Matt thought we we're going to have to get the next movie in another five years. He did not know that the movie comes out next year, but it was supposed to come out on March 29th, 2024. But guys, they removed that from their bio when you go to their Twitter page. And a lot of us are thinking that it might be delayed because even Haley Steinfeld said that she hasn't recorded any lines for Beyond the Spider-Verse yet. There was no mid or post credit scene. We just got a to, uh, to be continued kind of thing. Sorry, my throat. I don't know what's going on. I'm talking too much. Well, we got more to talk about, so... <clears throat> um, so I have a section here. What I'm looking at right now, I have a template 
of what I usually, you know, talk about. What, sh what should I talk about? Just keep me in order, even though that never really ends well. So one of the last things we talk about is what we wanted from this movie. And I usually have some things to say. I have nothing to say of what we wanted. We got what we wanted and more in this movie. So I, I think this movie was fantastic. I, I love how they, the, the questions that we all had was answered so quickly. I think Miles Morales is a fantastic character. And, and in this movie, he truly makes a name for himself as Spider-Man. Like in no way we ever had before. He's like, it's crazy how a character who was not even like 15 years old is at almost at the same level as our, our Spider-Man who's been here for over 60 years now. So for my conclusion, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is a love letter to us Spider-Man fans. If you like Spider-Man in any shape or form, you will love this movie. It has cameos from games, shows, movies, you name it. Spider-Man PS4, Spider-Man, Spectacular Spider-Man. Uh, we have the PS1 Spider-Man, Comic Book Spider-Man. Everybody is there. Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, they're all there. And... It's a love letter. That's all it is. It's a fantastic movie on top of that. The animation style is fantastic. Changes the game even further than it did in Into the Spider-Verse. So for my official, unofficial spoiler review, I'm giving Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse a very rare 10 out of 10. Fantastic movie. Now, let's get into Spider-Man 2, everybody. I need to take a chill pill before we start here. Man. Even if you're not a Dragon Ball fan, but if you drink G Fuel, you have to get the Dragon Ball Z Kamehameha uh, G Fuel. It's the best flavor they got. My favorite flavor by far. Alright, let's take this off. I'm, I'm done with the crown. I'm just wearing a hat underneath. Hope you guys don't mind. I'm always wearing a hat all day, so I, I you know, I, why not? Who cares? So we got our tower here. <clears throat> Jeez, man. And uh, we got the two goats right here. And then we got the rest just to, just to chill, right? So we got the official release date for Spider-Man 2. We got the pre-order bonuses. We got other digital lux edition bonuses. We got the collector's edition. We got a bunch of concept art. We got a lot, right? So let's start off with how I figured out this information. I was driving on my, I was on my way to my girlfriend's house, right? Matt texts me. Probably shouldn't be saying this. I was driving, looking at all the news. <laughs> but you know, I was on like a country road. I was saying, don't, don't worry. I, I'm, I'm a master driver. Uh, but guys, Matt texts me. He's like, bro, look, what the, look what's going on. I'm like, I'm driving. I'm going to crash. <laughs> I'm just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But first off, we get this. I'm going to look at my phone because it's, it's what I got it on here. Uh, so this is the initial poster and box art for the game. This is my case. It is like my case. It's breaking. I got this over like a year ago at Disney World. I got to get a new one. Uh, that is some awesome art. That is some awesome art. And then after we get that box art, everybody, we get the actual release for the game, which is October 20th, 2023. 
And after that, we get official concept art of Venom. This is how our Venom is going to look in the game. He looks fantastic. Look at him. That spider logo, although I know it's not classic and it goes around like the arms, it goes one kind of goes over the shoulders, I think that looks fantastic. It looks like Venom. Not trying too hard, not trying to, like, not trying at all. It looks like Venom. Fantastic. Then we get some cool concept art of more Craven than Finding Craven. I mean, fantastic. One thing I think a lot of us are a little bit worried about here is that it was confirmed that this Venom is not Eddie Brock. Us Eddie Brock Venom fans are kind of devastated. I think I'll be alright because they said they didn't they didn't mention who it was. It's probably going to be Harry Osborne. A lot of people might say it's it might it might, it might be Craven. I really hope it's not. So here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking similar to the movies where Eddie Brock has a personality and Venom has a personality. I'm thinking that we're going to see more of the Venom personality than the host's personality. So Tony Todd's Venom is going to be more prominent in the symbiote than the host will be. Right, which I think is great. I think it's a good idea because I mean, because the best part about the Venom movies is Venom. It, it is, and we we love the Venom character, and that's the best part. So why not, right? But it doesn't stop there, everybody. We get the pre-order bonuses, the digital deluxe edition bonuses, and the collector's edition, which is mine. Mine. That is mine. Sorry, I don't usually get to scream. It's daytime. I usually record at like 2 a.m., but it's like 1 o'clock so, and nobody's home, so I'm screaming. Uh, so first off, we get right here. This is the pre-order bonuses, right? So we get these really cool suits. First one is the Arachnite suit for Peter. So this suit is based on the Time Warp comics in which Peter Parker is actually approached by Khonshu, you know, the Egyptian god of the night sky, and wants Peter Parker to be his avatar, so he becomes the Arachnite, which is really sick. And then we get a Shadow Spider suit for Miles, which looks absolutely fantastic. I love the way that one looks. And on top of that, each of them have three different color variants. Now, I will probably not be using the yellow and red one that Peter has. And, I mean, they're, some of them aren't too pretty than the original one. But the possibilities... For the color variants is insane. We already have in the game some suits that could be different color variants. I know the stealth suit that I'm, I'm kind of looking at the Funko Pop right here. Let me grab it real quick. Oh, I just dropped one. Oh my god. There we go. Drop that one. Uh, we already know. Sorry, I'm just taking off my shelf here. Uh, we already know this suit, the stealth suit, uh, is already in the game. I'm breaking my displays for nothing right now. Uh. There's a red variation, there's a yellow variation, I believe an orange variation. I wonder if they're going to implement that for Spider-Man Noir. Obviously, in the first game, we've only seen him with the no, no trench coat and hat, just his kind of suit look. I wonder if we're going to get a variant where he has a trench coat and hat. Like The possibilities, I think, will be endless when it comes to variations, and I think that's fantastic. Next um, are some other suits that we get in the Digital Deluxe Edition that are kind of... I believe, exclusive to the Digital Deluxe Edition. So you have to get the Digital Deluxe Edition to get these 10 suits, 5 for Peter, 5 for Miles. 
Now, we're looking at him right now. Insomniac, you kind of, you usually used to nail it when it comes to these uh, house-made suits, I'll call them. I think a lot of the suits you guys made exclusively, like, in-house uh, for Peter and Miles in the second game were pretty good, right? Like, the Velocity suit was nice, the Resilient suit, um, Crimson Cowl. Those are all, I believe, to be good suits that you guys have created yourselves. Um, I'm sorry, you kind of missed here. These, I'm, 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 I don't really like any of these suits. I think the only one I might have any sort of interest in is the stone monkey suit that Peter has. Um, the Tokusatsu suit from, from Miles kind of looks like a Power Ranger. Um... I just don't think those are very nice suits. And I, I hate to say that because I feel like you guys have done such a fantastic job with the suits that you created and even putting a modern twist on suits that we see in the comics. But this time around, I, I just, I'm not really feeling it. Like, they just don't look too appealing to me. And I, I'm, I'm sorry to say that. It just, uh, I just don't really like them, unfortunately. And then finally, we get this. The Collector's Edition, a 19-inch statue of Miles and Peter fighting this monstrous-looking Venom, which I think looks fantastic, and guess what? It's mine! No scalper is going to take that away from me. That is mine! Sorry, headphone users. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> let me calm down for a second here. Uh... I'm so excited. So what comes in that collector's edition is a statue, obviously. We get a steelbook case and a digital voucher for the game. We don't get an actual disc, which I think is kind of weird, right? So uh, I think they might have done that because, I mean, there are two different variations of the PlayStation 5. There's the digital and the disc. So maybe people who want the collector's edition don't have any use for the disc. But the display case is kind of cool. So I get that, right? So... It also includes the pre-order bonuses and the digital deluxe content. So you will get all those kind of ugly skins that we talked about. And the Arachnite and the Shadow Spider suit, which I think look fantastic. All for the Collector's Edition, which is $230. Which, can I be honest with you? That's kind of cheap. I was thinking it was going to be like $300, maybe $350. $230 is not that bad in my opinion. Because you're getting the game that's already $80. Bucks. Then you're, you're getting the Deluxe Edition, which is 80 bucks, right? So then you're also getting the pre-order bonuses. So you got to be pre-ordering, right? And then you get the statue. And you get the Steelbook case. That's kind of a steal. I think that's valued higher than what, what it is. So for sure, that is mine. That is mine. Scalpers beware. Me in this mouse against the world. I'm getting that Collector's Edition. And I'm unboxing it on this podcast. So help me God. And if I don't, I'm sorry. <laughs> But yeah, like I said, pre-orders go live on June 16th, which is next Friday, and um, fantastic, fantastic. We're going to talk a lot more about this game when we kind of get more uh, actual game content. I mean, this is kind of just kind of the marketing thing that they probably have to do. I mean, we, we didn't have a release date for the last, uh, like, we, what was it, not even a month, right? 
uh, and a lot of us were still kind of confused on which date. Maybe they were still trying to find a date that worked for them. Uh, but yeah, guys, uh, that statue looks insane. I love that. I know this podcast is a little bit jumbled. Just when Spider-Man appears, there's so many thoughts in my mind. Hopefully we got the point across, but Anyways, guys, if you guys like this episode, please like and subscribe to the channel. And if you have any questions about Red Hawk Media and maybe want to get involved, you can contact us on Instagram at redhawk.media. Text or DM us, and I will respond to you personally. Let me know. Leave me a message. Whatever. And once again, guys, thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll see you guys next time. And don't forget to follow me on TikTok at AlexHawkSense. I'll be posting there a lot more, so do it. See you guys next time. Bye.